you are the business. So what does that mean? That means that we're responsible for everything, basically. We're doing marketing, we're selling, we are overall operating this business. But while we get busy, we cannot forget the obligation of paying estimated taxes as we're making that money as well. Hey everyone, this is Hope Brown, the tax-minded bookkeeper, and welcome to this episode of Beyond the Receipts. So our podcast talks to entrepreneurs and new business owners about topics like taxes, record keeping, all of those fun financial topics, just to make sure that you guys have a general understanding of them and can use that information to be empowered and compliant in your business. Okay, so today's topic It catches so many small business owners off guard that I meet. And that is a topic of estimated taxes. All right. So let me paint you a scenario. During the tax season, I have a new client who comes to get their taxes done. We are rocking and rolling and rocking and rolling. They got all their receipts. They got their income. They are ready to go. And then I asked them the question. (laughs) The question is, what payments did you pay for your estimated taxes during the year? They look at me a little strange. (laughs) I look at them a little strange. And the response may be that either A, they didn't know about estimated taxes or B, they knew about estimated taxes, but they were a little confused and not really encouraged by anyone to kind of follow up on them. So long story short, they didn't remit any estimated taxes to the IRS or state during the year. And they made money. So we may or may not have a problem. The numbers are going to add up to whatever they're going to add up. But more than likely, it is not going to be good. That is a hard conversation for me to have as a tax professional with one of my clients, especially if maybe that business is their only income. Maybe they had past tax debt. Now they possibly can have a new tax bill for the current tax season because They didn't know enough about estimated taxes and now they owe, but we don't want that to be you. So we're going to dive in today and talk about estimated taxes. So my next scenario I want you to think about is estimated taxes and planning for them. You're running this business, you're providing a product or service and the customers really love you, right? They are buying from you and this is beautiful too. So in the business though, for the financial part, We have income, we have probably expenses, but maybe this is the year that you are making a profit, okay? Yes, finally, 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 okay? So you have that income on the books that you gotta consider for estimated taxes possibly, but it's not that simple. There could be other sources of income that are coming to you. Maybe you have a W-2 position. Maybe you even got another side hustle happening. Maybe you're married to someone who has a business or W-2 income. You got to put all of that together as a sole proprietor and think about the bigger picture of all the income that you guys have coming in that household. Then once you have that number, we can lower that taxable income, possibly with deductions and credits and those type of things. Once all those numbers are crunched, either one or two things are going to happen. Either you're going to be getting a refund, cha-ching, okay? Or you're going to possibly owe. That's a tough conversation there. 
Now, if you're expecting to owe, that is an easier conversation for us to have. But if it totally catches you off guard, maybe this is the first year in your business where you rocked it and you actually had net income. Like imagine, we made it, we made it, we made it. But I have to tell you, when you get to the point of owing $1,000 or more, we really got to get to the point of where we're considering estimated tax quarterly payments. It throws a lot of people off, but we'll talk about it. And again, it gets a bit tricky for sole proprietors to really understand like why this is happening, why they have to do it. But we'll dive in to talk about a couple of things. So why estimated taxes? In the U.S., we have what is known as a pay-as-you-go tax system. A lot of people who are doing entrepreneurship, they're coming from the world of W-2 where we have an employer, they're withholding taxes, they're taking care of submitting those taxes to the appropriate agency, such as the IRS or maybe the state tax authority. They're taking care of it. But if you pull that pay stub, maybe an older one or a current one, if you're still W-2 employed, you'll see the breakdown of like Medicare taxes, Social Security, federal, state, all of those things that are being collected at some point, they're being paid throughout the year. Hence that pay-as-you-go system. So flash forward to now though, you, my fellow, you, my gal, like you are the business. So what does that mean? That means that we're responsible for everything, basically. We're doing marketing, we're selling, we are overall operating this business. But while we get busy, we cannot forget the obligation of paying estimated taxes as we're making that money as well. So many times, as I mentioned, a lot of business owners are either one, unaware that they have to pay taxes on this amount during the year, or maybe they're aware, but they just don't even know where to start. This is a part of the conversation that I always like to throw in the disclaimer about, like, I strongly advise you as a business owner, especially if you're new with this, you kind of want to involve yourself with a tax preparer, a CPA, someone who can give you guidance on the estimated tax thing just to help navigate the waters. Also, I want to stress having proper bookkeeping systems in place. Like that's going to help you so much as either you're doing your estimate payments for taxes and knowing how much that is, calculating them, or whether you're working with someone to help you. They're going to kind of want to know where those numbers are to really help you get close in the ballpark of being able to make those estimated tax payments, which will have the right impact. So the good news is that estimated tax payments are just that. They are an estimate of taxes that you're going to owe to the IRS or maybe your state government agency. The IRS, they understand that, you know, it's an estimate. We're working with numbers where a lot of fluctuation can be happening during the year. We just want to get you to the ballpark. I can tell you from personal experience, either for myself or working with others, Very few people are going to get that number exactly right of paying in advance how much tax you owe to the IRS. Even when you're working for a W-2 company, some of us get those taxes withheld and we sometimes owe more money than was withheld from our employer's paychecks, but then sometimes we get a refund. Again, we're just trying to get you into the ballpark and help you, number two, avoid those penalties. So what are penalties? Well. If you're owing taxes during a year and you're not paying it, the IRS may or may not 
be able to levy you with penalties, late payment penalties, basically. So the next thing I want to talk about is avoiding penalties. Let's talk a little bit about what's known as a safe harbor tax rule. In general, a safe harbor is just simple. I know it sounds kind of fancy, but it's basically a provision that protects you from penalties when certain conditions are met. Let's talk about what some of those conditions could possibly be to save you some money on penalties if you're not paying your taxes on time and things like that. Well, let's figure out what the rules are. As I mentioned before, if the tax you owe is less than $1,000 for the current year, after subtracting all of your withholdings and credits and all those fun things, then you're good. You know, if you don't pay that tax and it's under a thousand, you're not going to get any penalties. The other part of the rule is if you can pay at least 90% of your tax obligation for the current year, like again, we're talking getting in that ballpark, then again, you're good to go. You can avoid those penalties. The last part of that rule talks about at least paying 100% of your prior year's tax if you're under 150 as far as your AGI or your adjusted gross income. Now, if you're over that, you have to pay at least 110% of your prior year tax obligation. So you can go back to your past year's tax return and see that information or work with your tax professional to identify that and help get you in, as we say, the ballpark. Most of the states will kind of follow those same rules for the safe harbor. But again, work with your tax professional to really understand. So we get to the point of where we owe. And a lot of people I meet, they don't want to pay. I just was talking to someone last week about, you know what? I don't think I want to pay those estimated taxes. You know, I'm going to wait. That's fine. You know, if if that's the choice that you want to make, but just think about it this way. Like they're not going away. And at the very least, I always suggest one of the bank accounts that you want to have set up for your businesses, at least take the estimated taxes or that tax obligation money out of your main operating account and put it in that tax account just so it's separate. It's going to make the sting hurt a lot less during the tax season if you've at least already got that tax money set aside, even if you haven't remitted it. Just please consider that as a strategy for me. But just remember, as a business owner, you're going to have to get to the point of keeping estimated taxes, at least on your radar, and remitting them on schedule at some point. Just think of it as a cost of doing business, especially when you're profitable. All right. So let's talk about payment schedules for estimated taxes. Normally, they're due four times throughout the year. At the time of this recording, we're actually coming up on the third payment for Q3, and that would be for any income earned between June the 1st to August 31st, and we owe that quarterly tax payment on September the 15th to the IRS. So there's actually four payment dates during the year, which are going to be about mid-April or April 15th, June 15th. September 15th, as I just mentioned. And also the fourth payment is always kind of weird and it throws people off because it's in January. So in January of 2024, it's going to be January 17th. But again, these schedules are readily available on the IRS. You can Google them. I would just say put them in your calendar, just like any other date so that they don't come and slip by and you're aware of them. So we want to talk a little bit about the tax planning part of this. Now, the thing that I've seen really hurts people is that first quarterly tax payment is normally due April 15th. 
that is also the day that most sole proprietors tax return is due as well too. You want to really think about this. I normally try to encourage my business owners to file in February, March. So that puts a little bit of cushion because if you're trying to make the quarterly payment, the first quarterly payment anyway in January, but then a couple of months later you owe, like that's going to hurt financially. But just try to get those taxes done early so that you have a little bit of buffer between both of those dates and not everything is due on the 15th would be my recommendation anyway. Last thing I want to cover is how do you pay? Because a lot of business owners, especially new ones are like, all right, how do I get this money to the IRS? I want to do the right thing. What are the methods I can use? Well, let me be the first to tell you, (laughs) if you're not aware The IRS actually has a plethora, yes, I said plethora, many, many ways that you can pay and remit your estimated taxes. You want to start by going to irs.gov forward slash payment. They have automated payments where they can debit your bank account, you know, all these fun things of getting that money there the right way. Now, what you want to be careful of, though, is when you're on the IRS website submitting that payment. Make sure that the reason you're selecting that you're paying that money is for estimated taxes for the current year and make sure you choose the current year that those taxes are from. For example, on September the 15th, I'm going to go on irs.gov and I'm going to submit my Q3 estimated tax payment for 2023 and I will indicate that it is a estimated tax payment and also it's for the year 2023. I hope that makes sense. Feel free to reach out with questions because we need to make sure that we're putting it to the right year and for the right purpose on the website. The next important step I want you to keep on your radar is once you've made that payment, you definitely want to make the right notes to remember that you made those payments, the date, and record the amount. So that could mean if you're doing your own bookkeeping, just make sure it's in your notes so that later on when you meet with your tax professional, you can say, hey, here's my list of estimated tax payment dates. These were the amount. I pay this to federal, I pay this to state, because we're going to need that information to make sure we put on the return to give you guys credit for those payments. If you're working with a bookkeeper, just make sure you reach out to the bookkeeper and say, hey, I'm making this estimated tax payment. I've seen this as a bookkeeper. If I put my bookkeeping hat on, a lot of times I'll see those IRS payments come through my client accounts. But if they owe for a prior tax year, I don't always know if it was a payment for past tax that was due or if it's a new payment for estimated taxes. So make sure you communicate with your bookkeeper to let them know also so they can code that information correctly in the books because it will be a little bit different for both different entries. Well, that's it for the main points I wanted to share today related to estimated tax payments. I cannot stress enough, though, you want to be working with a tax professional, a CPA or accountant. I mean, I'm giving you this information for informational purposes, but it's nothing like having your own person who's looking at your numbers in your unique situation to really create a plan that maximizes your tax savings. OK, so. Thanks for joining me today on this journey to think beyond the receipts in your business. And this is a tax-minded bookkeeper, Hope Brown, signing off. And I will see you in the next episode. Peace. (laughs) 
So I hope this message resonated with you on some level as an entrepreneur, whether you're just getting started or maybe you've been in the game for a while. Definitely don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And of course, you're welcome to connect with us on social media at the Tax Finder Bookkeeper and share your thoughts, comments on the episode. So that's it for now. And until we meet again, you got this entrepreneur thing. And don't forget to operate your business beyond the receipts. 